Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 pugilistic linguistics. What's happening, y'all? What's happening? Welcome to the Pugilistic Linguistic with Pugilistic Linguistic Show. I'm your host, Michael Foster, the voice of reason in, in an increasingly unreasonable world. And first off, I need to apologize last week. There was a glitch in the whole system, the ghost in the machine, and I wasn't able to get on last week, so... I'm back after a few I also laid some ground rules today, so some of the language may be a little faulty, and I will attempt to spare feelings with some of the things that I say. No one damn well probably won't. So we have to we have to just have to deal with tonight. And before we get started, uh, for all your needs, go on iTunes. Futuristic Six is the name. Download episodes. Send them to your friends, your families, your Roman countrymen. Get to the masses. Futuristic linguistics. I feel. Is needed in these and times, and for a bit biased about that. So today's episode is entitled "Per an Edict from the King." From the King. So, as you all know. Has been in office for about a week. So I act a little bit on the week. First of all, I will never refer to him as President Trump. I won't do it. My name for him will be Tom. T O M, Tiny Orange Man. Tom. So, and in that week, he has managed to. to Completely upset that part. When I say that, I don't mean upsetting the status quo. There's nothing wrong with upsetting the status quo. I do think it's sorely needed in D.C. these days. Going against the grain is not necessarily a bad thing. That seems to be meant for as goes along. What I mean by that is his responses actions are completely knee-jerk. Seemingly no thought behind over the last nine days Tom has signed Ten executive orders into law. So a little bit of a week 
He has signed 10 executives. Now, for those of you all who did not do civics class, crash executive orders, it is a law written without the need of the lawmaking branch, Congress. An executive order is essentially a law signed into uh, an act or signed into law president which bypasses Congress. Now, Obama has long known or has long known to govern by the executive order. I must be honest, we didn't hear much about it before Obama graduated happened. Uh, it wasn't a big to do until Obama started to do it. And which people about how unconstitutional it was, but again, the fact that he was a constitutional scholar at Harvard of all pieces. So the executive became a part of America's lexicon during the Obama administration. I distinctly remember hand wringing to the highest of how can he do this without the cooperation of the lawmaking branch. This is a disgrace opinion and horrible and all this stuff. Tom has signed 10 into law in just over a week. And what do we hear from the same people? Crickets. Crickets. They don't have, they, they either don't have an issue or don't feel the need on the issue. Even the fact that he's going by order. Let's look at what he's doing with these orders. And we're just going to freestyle this one off top of with this. The biggest and the most damaging one that reveals his hypocrisy. I don't know if hypocrisy is the right word. Uh, I'll lay it out. We can decide the word afterwards. One that has caused the most consternation on every other civilized nation on the planet is his ban, his travel ban for people born in certain countries, Muslim Saudi countries, Muslim countries. A travel ban from the standpoint of being out into this country. Uh, Syrian refugees were specifically held out, but they were And we will take refugees as a higher priority over Muslims. Now, first of all, beyond the fact that this is absolutely wrong-headed and dumb, it's constitutionally illegal. And Federal Court Judge is to stay on that order Saturday, I want to say, yesterday, because it did not pass constitutional. Now, 
must deny it to leave the nastiness of, of the order and the, the ruling, but bottom line. But beyond that, let's look at the original order. Saudi countries, Iraq, Iran, Syria. I don't have a list in front of me, but what was most were the countries that were not a part of Dan and in that region. Muslim founding countries are Muslim great countries to where there was a threat of terrorism were not on this list. Two, I believe it was four, uh, Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, and Egypt. Three of the four countries that were not included on the plan, and Tom and his operation have significant business interests in those countries. Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and Egypt. Apparently, they don't pose as large a threat as Syrian refugees do. But what he conveniently forgets is that 18 of the 19 9-11 hijackers were Syria or Egypt. Of the 19 9/11 hijackers were either Arabian or Egyptian, yet they're not a part of the ban to United States. Has significant business interests in Arabia, UAE, and Egypt. UAE in 19, mind you. Coincidence? He's not making America. Great again is protecting the interest. He is in his own business interest. That is. That's surprising. There is nothing about the dude that suggested that that's not something he would do or wouldn't do. The thing about Tom is this. Hate him or love him. The God don't stop. The thing about it is, everything that he is doing, he told you he was going to do. You white folk, a knee-jerk fit was looking for the anti-bomber, and you selected this dude that isn't worth your draws after three days of wearing them. He is doing exactly what he said he was going to do. The first thing he did when he got in office, the first executive order he signed was to gut the Affordable Care Act, known as Obamacare. The killer part about that is he told you he was going to do that. 
And you people in these red states, Kentucky, West Virginia, off the top of my head, you people in these red states who live off of Obamacare said to yourself and convinced yourself that he wasn't going to go through with that and voted for him anyway. And lo and behold, he is trying to snatch your health insurance away. And now you want to get mad? See, everybody that listens to this podcast uh, on a regular basis, or even if it's your first time, send this to your Trump supporter friends. And, 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 and when you Trump supporter friends listen to this, I have a question for you. What was it about this man, Tom, running for president, what was so special about him that you would vote against your own interests? This man said he was going to repeal Obamacare. You are on Obamacare, and you voted for him anyway, and now you're shocked that he's trying to take your health care away. Dumbass. That's what he told you he was going to do. So who fault is it? I see uh, there's, a, there's a Twitter ha- uh, handle, and I'm not well-versed on Twitter. I don't really get it, but it, uh, it's a, either a hashtag or a handle or whatever. It's, it's, it's like Trump regrets or something like that. It's a whole bunch of people going to Twitter and speaking about how they regret voting for Trump because of what he's doing now he's in office. The kicker about all that is is the fact that he told you he was going to do all that. So what the hell were you doing? During the campaign, Trump railed Hillary Clinton for using a private email server for official business, and lo and behold, Steve Bannon and Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, and top Republicans, Reese Priebus, the uh, chief of staff, they all use private RNC servers to conduct official business. Now, wait a minute. If that was illegal when Hillary was doing that, how the hell? You all fell for the okey-doke. Now, granted, the stakes are a little high for people shaded darker than blue. But you all fell for the okey-doke. Because guess what? The only color Tom get, uh, deals with, the only, to- only color Tom cares about is green. And if you ain't got enough of it, God help you. What's the next thing he did when he walked in office? He signed an executive order to build a border wall. Another campaign promise. Attempting to come to fruition. By initial estimates, this border wall is going to cost the United States. Oh, no, no, no. It's going to cost whoever's paying for it. Upwards of $15 billion. That's billion with a B, y'all. Now, my question is, where do we get that money from? I find it really amusing that we can we can conjure up $15 billion to build a border wall, yet health care is breaking us. It's costing us too much money. 
you know, teacher raises is costing too much money, and and schooling is cost is too expensive. We can't afford it. Well, five hundred fifteen billion dollars out there. Again, you're falling for the okie doke. So then, once uh, Tom comes out and says that we're going, uh, we're going to build a wall first, and then Mexico is going to reimburse us. What Biggie said in the Ten Crack Commandments that damn credit debted. You think a crackhead paying your back should forget it. You think Mexico gonna pay for that wall after we spend that money to build it? You a stupid. You a special kind of stupid, ain't you? So then he backtrack. He backtracks on that and says, "Well, the wall is gonna be paid for with a twenty percent surcharge on all Mexican goods." But guess what, red state idiots? The surcharge is being paid by us. So guess who's paying for it? You got to watch the hand that's not moving. I'll get to who shiny and watching the hand that move, that's doing all the moving. And they ain't moving. That's what he's going to hit you with. Ain't no way in hell. He's gonna charge two percent more for some coronas, and they got more bottles. Not paying for no damn wall. I asked for. Now, if the idea is to shore up what's currently there, make it better, you may be able to talk me into that. But I'm not going to sit here and sign off a $15 billion bill to build a border fence to protect us from people that ain't coming here any damn way. Do you know that illegal immigration has slowed down from its peace in the 80s? Think about it. You know how bad we must be as a country where motherfuckers don't even want to sneak in here anymore? Think about that. I told you I was gonna get a little salty. I'm just I'm just coming off the dome tonight. Again, watch the hand is not moving with this dude because that's the one he gonna hit you with. Border wall, and then he starts to backtrack. He starts to back up. The Mexican president basically told Trump to go fuck himself. I ain't paying for no wall. You out your mind? That's what. That's what the president said of Mexico, essentially. You got your mind? And now other Latin America, uh, Spanish-speaking countries are standing in conjunction with Mexico. If it does come to pass that we would tariff them and, and put 20% taxes on their goods, they have stepped up and said, hey, we'll take them. We'll become your trade partners, further isolating the United States. See, what the, what the thing about this is, is, is isolationism. Your dude who has zero foresight and can only see beyond the tip of his nose is not realizing, or maybe he's realizing, and this is his plan, but this is all isolationism. It's cloaked in nationalism, this alt-right garbage. It's not alt-right. It's Nazism. 
fascism. He's a Nazi. Bottom line. Go back in your history books and look up Adolf Hitler and see how he came to power. Tell me this is all over again 80 years later. So he's cloaking this isolationist ideal in, in American national, America first. Colton Bain from, from Batman. He's an isolationist, period. See, to him, this is a game risk. Remember that board game risk where you had the little pieces or whatever and you had to move them around and this dude. It would, risk is almost like a version of chess. But you, you move on and you, you got the little sergeants and all that. This is a game of risk to him. He sits, on, he sits in the Oval Office and moves pieces around. His problem is he doesn't realize there are real people caught in the mess. There are real Americans that are overseas that could not make it home because of this travel ban because they'd be born in Iraq. American citizens just born somewhere else. Border wall. Obamacare. Immigration. All of the executive orders that are signing. He's now also decided to fundamentally change. How? Cabinet position. Uh, agencies are structured. He put his neo-Nazi man, Steve Bannon, one of the top positions of the National Security Agency, the NSA, most intelligence groups. Completely obliterating and procedures. And even though it's okay to go against the grain sometimes, many of the times procedures are not bad either. Especially when you have no clue what the hell you're doing. Steve Bannon is a neo-Nazi who needs some shampoo badly. Probably a Gillette. This guy is not fit to be in a decision-making capacity in an intelligence agency. See, what Trump is doing, I have to call him Trump, my bad. What Tom is doing, he is positioning all of his yes-men in places that have, have historically given him issues. The intelligence community is the first place he's going to attack because they're the ones who told you that Russia was the, was in the middle of our uh, election. So he's definitely going to put his yes men there. Jared Kushner, his son-in-law, married to Ivanka, is his lead, is, is his lead uh, in Mexican relations. He has zero foreign policy experience. None. Hell, he didn't have a foreign exchange student when he was coming up. He has zero foreign policy. Yet this is the guy we trust, no, he trusts to handle 
This is the dude that you all voted in, America. Farmer in the middle of Kansas. You put this dude in office. Yeah, you don't care. Because he was, quote, unquote, saying the right thing. That's another thing, saying the right things. If he was saying the right thing so much, then why did y'all bend over backwards to say he wasn't meaning what he was saying? Well, you can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. Either he's saying what needs to be said, and you're going to rock with that even when he says some stuff that's completely off the wall, or he's full of shit. Take your bet. What I really think in the back of my head, through all of these executive orders that won't pass constitutional muster, throughout all these agency reorganizations and shuffles and these ill-prepared people, Betsy DeVos, the education secretary, put out a tweet a couple of days ago that was replete with grammatical and spelling errors. If you can't write a tweet of 140 characters without messing up the word and, how the hell are you going to run a nation, a, a nation's uh, education system and you can't spell? Sean Spicer, the, the department spokesperson, can't even spoke. How the hell are you going to stand in front of a press corps and you can't get words out correctly? Yeah, I speak. Uh, uh, I speak the common vernacular, and I'm not really, uh, uh, you know, formal or whatever. But you also don't see me standing in front of a press corps in the White House either. Sean Spicer destroys the English language. If you're gonna be a spokesperson, you should know how to spoke. Got that from D.L. Hughley. What I think this dude is doing, he's surrounding himself with people who make him look smart. So in order to do that, you got to surround yourself with idiots. The same way that the prettiest girl in the club surrounds herself with ugly women to make herself look prettier. I think in the back of my mind that he is putting stuff out there he knows won't pass constitutional muster and knows they're going to be stricken down by federal court so he can turn to his base and say, you know what, look, I tried. It's their fault. And still be the savior to the idiots. That's what I believe. Time will reveal what's really going down. I think I've uh, said enough this evening. Just know that Trump is not my president, and I ain't messing with that dude. And we need to resist the fate. I'll go right there. Until I see you all again, I say every time, take care of yourself, because you all you got.